Guys, this is Tanya for, this is Gimel ER. We're up to Parak Mem Dalid. Um, so we're up to part two of five. The, starting from like two chapters ago, I would say, or a few chapters, starting from like Parak Mem Aleph, all the way through the rest of Tanya. It's about 10 chapters. Hi guys. Good morning. So it's at nine, so you can make it. I'm happy. <laughs> Your eyes literally look more tired. You know why? Because I'm more tired. Okay, we have to figure this out. I'm so happy to be here because now. Maybe you can do your yoga while I'm teaching Tanya. How respectful. She like that is. yells under her leg, like, but what if? Okay, I'm so happy you're here at nine. I feel, I, my eyes feel different too, honestly. It's a completely different feeling. Wow. Hi. Good morning. Have a seat. Welcome. Okay. So I'm just going to continue because the recording has been recorded. Oh, that's so sad. Baruch It's okay. I feel like people are like used to it by now. <laughs> Literally like the reason people listen to Tanya, like to hear this dynamic. The chassidus. Risa. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so starting from Parak Mamalif about literally for the rest of Tanya, the Alter Abed is talking all about feelings, which is an interesting thing if you've been learning Tanya since the beginning because since the beginning of Tanya, the Alter Abed has basically been saying like feelings are not what we're talking about here. We're talking about Machshava Debar Maisa. We're talking about the life of a Bainani, which is you know one step forward at a time, the next right thing, the next right thing to a state of alignment where my reactions are in line with my essential self, right? But now suddenly, Talter was taking 10 chapters and talking about feelings. And I was thinking about it for a while, like, A, why, and just getting, like, letting myself think about it. And it's, from a very simple point of view, it's literally, we have a mitzvah to love Hashem. It really is a mitzvah. So if you think about it, we're not talking about the hubi-jubi feelings of like, oh, I meant to spirituality feelings. Like, I think a lot, I think that like, the spiritual generation has kind of like taken feelings and been like, oh, feelings mean that. But literally what Alter was saying is it's like, we have an achra, like it's literally an achra, it's a responsibility as Yidin. Part of what it means to live a life as a Jew is to align our feelings and our emotional sense of self, our emotions towards ourselves, towards reality and towards Hashem with the MS, which we're talking, and now for these ten chapters, that the altar, what the altar is doing is he's bringing us through meditations about the MS of reality, and how meditating on those truths of reality lead to actual emotional experience, whether it's awe or whether it's fear, whether it's whether it's awe or love, whether it's yira or ava. The altar is essentially like taking us out of like, like I was just thinking, like how often do we live our lives kind of in a state of numbness? where we're going about our lives, and even as Yidin, like we're doing our lives and we're doing everything. But what Althar has been saying is that like a baseline for a Jew has to have feelings. A baseline for a Jew is somebody who like feels 
a fire in their heart and feels their entire self like aroused with a passion towards Hashem, towards ourselves, towards each other, towards the world, towards what we're doing, towards, towards all of it, because that's, that's what the meditations are leading us to. But just, whatever, just to notice that like, we're literally like, whoever's committed to coming to this Tanya class, like you're, you've just signed yourself up for the next few weeks of literally talking about how to arouse sensations and feelings inside of myself. And like, that's not just like an add-on to Yiddishkeit. Like this is a vital aspect of our purpose of creation, to feel, to feel our emotions in alignment with the truth of life. And one of the just things that's cool to notice is that essentially what Altar is saying is that so now the altar was like, okay, so now I know that you need to feel feelings, right? And it goes back and forth, though, because the altar was basically saying, you need to feel love towards God, because that's a mitzvah to love God. That's why the altar was doing all this, because it's all based on mitzvahs. You have a mitzvah to love God, so I'm going to teach you how to love God. How do you love God? Through the meditations about what reality actually is. But if you think about that and take a step back for a second, what you notice is that if I let myself... Like, the cause leads to the effect, which means that... And what is the cause? The cause is just noticing what is actual reality. All these meditations aren't like, if this was this, then the meditations are just literally... Um, what's it called? Um, spoiler alert? Like, meditations are literally just like that. Everything is Hashem, basically. But what that leads to is an experience of love. Which means that when I'm tapped into actual reality, what do I experience? Love. So it's just something to notice that like, even before we get into everything else, like my natural, my most natural state of emotion, my most natural state of being is an experience of love. Which I thought was cool. Because like, it's very easy to think the opposite, that like my natural state is fragmentation and like chaos and uncertainty. And I have to go towards love. What Alter was saying is like, no, your natural state is love. What we have to do is we have to meditate on what is actually real of reality. And then what's going to be awakened is your most natural state. Because now you're in line with what is actually real. So your most real state will also be revealed. Okay. So giving you to today's Tanya. Basically, Perak Memal... Perak Memdalid... Perak... Oh, okay. 15 minutes. Perek, Mem Aleph, Mem Bez, and Mem Gimel. Perek, Mem Aleph, and Mem Bez were all about Yira. Literally, what does it mean to fear God? What does it mean to fear God? It was very, I mean, very complicated, but in very simple terms. There's two kinds of Yira. There was Yira Tata, Yira Ilah. Yira Tata is when I noticed that literally Hashem is inside of everything. And the Hashem that is inside of everything is watching me. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. I have to do a mitzvah. Yira Ilah is when I start before reality. So I'm not looking at reality and I'm saying Hashem is in reality. I'm looking at reality, but I'm saying, reality, you're not even real at all. (laughs) I'm not seeing reality and then I'm putting Hashem inside of it. I'm saying all that, like you you don't even have words for it, honestly. It's very hard to put words to it because the moment you put a word to it, you're saying you're starting with what it is. But Yira ilah is the state of chachma because chachma is kayachma. It's what is it? I, I'm not saying it is. I'm saying what is it? And in Yira ilah, what you're noticing is that literally all that anything is is Hashem Himself, and it is the breath of Hashem. 
leads to tremendous awe. And then the author talked about something called avaraba and ava ila and avas ilam. Avas ilam, which is the lower level of love, which is the love that the author says we can experience, is similar to yira tata, which is when we look at reality and we're like, oh my gosh, if Hashem is inside of everything, that means, and I have love for reality, which means I have I have tainug, I have pleasure of life. But now I'm noticing that all my pleasures of life are actually only Hashem. Then suddenly my love gets transferred, my love gets transferred from a love for the reality that I'm experiencing to a love for Hashem. Ava Raba, which is this greater sense of love, it's literally a love where I realize that like Hashem is every it's not like that Hashem is the things that I'm loving. It's beyond. It's the Chachma of love. It's like what is is God. God is what is. Like there's only Hashem and that leads to tremendous love. Then though, today is yes, starting yesterday and today is Tanya, the altar bit talks about he's like, okay, well what if you tried to get both of those kinds of love, but you're kind of stuck because you're like, I don't know how to actually experience the fact that Hashem is everything. Like, I can try, and Alter gave us all these meditations that we can do. Like, literally look at a tree and notice that the tree is like the robes of the king. Like, look at the world, look at nature, look at how the stars bow to the west and the... Sh- the west? East? Where is the Shekhinah? The west or the east? Yeah. I don't remember. The west. Okay. <laughs> We talked about it for a long time. Um, yeah, we bow. We like the sun sets in the west. Naturally, it's at the east. We spent so long thinking about it. We reason we our Mizrach is east is because if whatever whatever way you're closest to Yerushalayim, you go that direction to Davin. So if we were in the North Pole, we'd be davening a different direction than east, because we always face west. So to face to west. To face the base of Mikdash, which is in the west, so like that would be a great example. Like you look at something like that, and you're like, pretty much. No, but that is a trip. It is a trip. It's absolutely a trip. No, I'm tripping out that Mizrach is a Mizrach, which is Mizrach because it's relatively west. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. That's really so bad. So around the world, Mizrach is not Mizrach. Right. I suppose, I guess so. I don't know. I looked into it for so long, I couldn't really figure it out. But like, in Europe, they also have I, I'm not sure. Mizrach. Are you sure? No, I've already yeah. said that. I think like in China, they dove in a different direction. Really? Because if you look at a map, China is closer to oh, Israel, but from the... <laughs> From the other side. So if they're davening towards the base of Mikdash, they're not going to daven the whole way around the world. They're davening towards well, the base of Mikdash. I'm worried because I spent a year in England and I always just looked up this east. Um, no, but I'm pretty sure England is way closer to Israel, depending where in England you are. It's not always east. That's crazy. It's like so much like I'm sure they told me. <laughs> Okay, so I'll show Wait, what do you mean it's not always east? Like, if on a map... We're not davening east. We're davening towards Yerushalayim, which is in the west. So, if you're davening towards the west, you're going to take... You're going to go the route that is closest to you. Towards Yerushalayim. That, the shortest route to Yerushalayim. And whichever direction that is, that's the, route, that's the way you're davening towards. So, for America, it's east. 
I don't know. That's what the question. So I have Israel, no idea. Different. It's so crazy. In Israel, it's always different. No, you always face. I have no, no idea. Like what if you're on the other side? Yeah, but if you're somewhere that's north of Jerusalem. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is well, really confusing. Somewhere in Jerusalem, you have to face west. Maybe. I wonder. What did you guys face, face in the seminary? It's yeah. wild. We faced the. <coughs> well, we didn't face the front of the front of the classroom. Okay, wait, guys. Can we, we continue, Tanya? Oh. Yes. Okay. So today, so yesterday's Tanya. So that in this chapter, the author was basically saying that like, what if you can't get that kind of love? And then what the author was doing is he's telling us two kinds of meditations that you can have on a love that you already have. So the love before that we're talking about, this Avas Ailam, the author was saying you could get there, but it's, gonna, it's, it's, a, it's a meditation that you have to arouse within yourself that you don't have until you have it. <laughs> People don't just know that Hashem is everywhere until they really meditate on the fact that Hashem is everywhere, and then they could really... But it's something that you have to really learn. In today's Tanya, and yesterday's Tanya, the author was talking about a kind of love that you can arouse from noticing what already exists. So what was yesterday's Tanya? Yesterday's Tanya was all about nafshi ivisicha balayla. My soul, I desire you at night. What is this experience? It's the experience of at night, I desire my soul. What does that mean? At night, which is when I'm 160th dead, I desire life. Meaning a person has survival instinct. We desire to be alive. And yesterday I was, I talked about this a lot yesterday because I was just thinking so much like, it, like even people that don't desire life, like people who have suicidal ideation and all of that, when they train you to help people that are struggling with suicide, literally with the way they train you, that with the, tra- the training that I went to, I was flabbergasted. I was like, I couldn't believe it. But the way that they train you is to listen out for a life voice inside of that person, meaning to listen out for the voice inside of that person that does desire life. Because sci- literally the scientifically proven thing that they're telling us how to help people that are in a moment of thinking about suicide or even actively about to do suicide they're saying that person has within them a reason that they have not committed suicide yet. There is something in them that has kept them alive. Everybody has a life voice, and that's literally what Alter was saying. There is something in you that desires life. When you can notice that the, that the life that I desire is actually Hashem, then what is, where does my love now get transferred? To Hashem. So now suddenly I'm not, no longer desiring life, but I'm, desi- I'm loving Hashem, and I'm thankful for Hashem, and I'm and I'm in this passionate relationship now with Hashem. You can just notice also that like, we're, what we're essentially we're saying is that like, our reason for loving our own lives is because Hashem is, Hashem is them. <laughs> like people that say that like, oh, there's nothing in me to love. Like, like there is, you are essentially worth loving, not because like of anything other than Hashem is your life. Hashem is the one to create, isifying your life right now. So, siyamti, like, okay. You know, there's always an aspect with which to love inside of myself, always. Today's Tanya, um, the altar basically talks about, yeah, basically just, I kind of, I wish I named yesterday's Tanya this, but you can't hate yourself in the name of God. That's what yesterday's Tanya taught. You can't hate yourself in the name of Hashem. It's, it's counterintuitive. And today's Tanya, the author of it says, 
what's another meditation that you can have to bring out a love for Hashem that you already are experiencing? When you realize that Hashem is your parent, is your father, and you can notice that you na- a person naturally has a love for their parents. Something I was noticing also is I keep on saying that today because it's just a lot of noticings in this in this chapter. If you look at the order of this parak, what comes first and what comes second? A person loving themselves comes before loving their parents. The altar could have done it the other way. So you, one reason why the altar did it this way, you can look at it, is because the love for a parent is actually deeper than a love for yourself. Why? Because a person would give up their own life for to save their parents. So love of parent is actually deeper rooted than love of self. But also I was just thinking like, you can't, it's very hard to love your parents until you love yourself. Very, very hard. Love of parents is almost predicated on a love of self. It would come out if it needed to in a moment, like literally like we talked about before in um, Parak of Aleph, I think it was like with Avim Suteris and all of that, like it'll come out, like there's two ways for these inner senses to come out, either through meditation or through pressure, <laughs> you know, like you could activate your Abba Terrace through meditating on it or through a moment of convert or die. There's two options. And so here too, there's two options of, medit- of arousing this kind of love. It's either through meditation or through pressure. But the Altar Abba is saying that through just noticing that you have this inner experience, you're able to actually reveal it inside of you. So, continuing on. This great um, love that is hidden inside of every single Jew that's a, a, that is a Yerusha from our fathers. Like a son who strives for the sake of his father and mother, whom he loves even more than his own body, soul, and spirit. Because have we not all one father? So it's specifically talking about something that's referencing Moshe, that Moshe had this kind of love. Moshe had the kind of love as if Hashem was his own father. That was Moshe's experience of, Hashem, I will do for you what I would do for my own father. And then the altar says, Halai Abba Echad So if, it's Moshe, if Hashem is Moshe's father, then Hashem is my father too. So technically, I should be able to experience that also. But then the altar asks the question, but somebody's going to ask, who is that person that walks this world that thinks that they could attain even the smallest iota of feeling that Moshe had? Uh, I could feel what Moshe felt. That doesn't make any sense. It's not possible, right? Nevertheless, Nevertheless, a minute portion and aspect particle of Maisha's great goodness in, and light, Meir Lakhalas, is illuminated inside of all of us. Yisrael, Bechol Darvadar, Lakhalas Yisrael, Bechol Darvadar, in every Jew, in every generation. That uh, emanation of Maisha is present in every generation and every single person in every generation. I've got a little bit of Moses in me for real. We already talked about this in Tanya, so if anybody remembers it, and if you learned Chassidus, you probably know this also, but Lator was saying it almost like as a halachic statement, like, we have Maisha inside of us. It's like, this is, it's real. It's not like some aloof state that you could maybe access. Like, you have this actual experience inside of you. 
Raksha Arazu Hibinas Hester Vehelem Gadol Benafsha is Kobe Israel. But what is it? This glow from Aisha's soul is present in in our souls in a concealed way. Ulahitsi Ava Zu Hamasuteras Mehelem Vehester El Hagile, Lias Biskalas Libai Umaichai. So true, right now, this state of Maisha, the state of experiencing my love for Hashem, the same way that I would experience my love for my parent, if I have healed myself, which I'm not going to get too personal right now because there's not time and also it's just a long story, but like I've experienced this personally, this Tanya means a lot to me because I've experienced the transition from feeling like my parents were like, whatever, <laughs> to experiencing my parents with profound love and adoration and like warmth <laughs> like love to them love from them and literally the transition to got to get there was healing myself was realizing that I'm enough as I am and now suddenly you're enough as you are and now I can accept you as you are but this, that experience of assuming that a person has a healthy sense of self, that experience that they would have for their parent, of I would do anything for you. This is like how people felt in the olden days. Nowadays, we got a little confused. But like, you are, you gave me life. Like literally, you, gave, you, are, you are the one that caused every aspect of me to be here. Like, of course I would do anything for you. And that experience that we could have for Hashem, of like, Hashem, you are my everything. I, I'm in love with you to ev- in every aspect of my soul. Is something that is it is it is close to us and it's the aspect of Maisha inside of us that true it seems to be concealed and we don't really feel it but what the author was telling us is that it is possible to to reveal it in our hearts how do we do it one of the ways to arouse this experience in our hearts is to use our voice and our tongue to reveal the intention that is dormant inside of my mind right now so what is in what is this experience in my mind that Hashem I love you what the author was saying is that when you say it out loud so this is essentially the what your author was telling us to say out loud to immerse your thought and specifically your thought in a way of speech and using your voice in the life of life Hashem himself because he is our true father and the source of our life and this will awaken our love for Hashem like a child to his father and when we do this habit continuously when we say thank you Hashem thank you Hashem we're using our words there's a moment of something that's difficult that happens like a parent tells you no and you say thank you Abba and Hashem does something that you just are like eh thank you Hashem Hashem I love you wake up in the morning Maida'ani Hashem you believe in me I believe in you we got this together literally davening saying these words out loud Alter was saying that the more that we can engage with this process in a physical experience literally it becomes our our nature why why is Altarba so sure about that that when i use my words for this it's going to become my nature my, this emotion is going to be revealed in me why is Altarba sure of that because it is my nature 
this is actually what I'm feeling. This is actually what I know and what I experience. My, my neshama and even my nefesh Bahamas, every part of me knows, like, we don't have time, so we're not going to get into the IFS, but every part knows that self exists. Parts always know. Parts are always, there's no such thing as a part actually isolated from self. It's, if it's isolated from self, it's because it's protecting itself in some way for some reason. But at the end of the day, we are one holistic experience and every part of us knows this truth about Hashem and truth about ourselves and truth about the world and it's just about revealing it and speaking it so that we can become grounded in what we already are which is literally beings of love who love reality love ourselves love each other love the world and love Hashem so L'chaim tomorrow the author is like well what if I'm pretending to have this love but it's not actually me (laughs) like it's not actually real so that is a good question. Okay.